following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. You should experience lots of explosions with no body parts. Parents should be ready to cover their ears. of war darken even a glorious afternoon such as this. Hmm. A little more green there. Even painting seems to have lost its ability to put my English soul at rest. The canvas seems cold. The oils don't mix and mingle as they once did before the dogs of war gathered and the jerrys took up where their fathers fell short. Hmm. But it still helps me think. Perhaps a bit more shadow on this barn. What? Enter! Admiral. Yes? Is it over? It is. Jake Sampson has been sentenced to hang. Good. Good. Has MI6 been apprised? No, but Queen's 8 is aware. Keep them in the loop. If you must... They outrank MI6 in any event. Cigar, Monte? No, Admiral. <laughs> Join me in a cigar. Thank you. No, sir. Not today. But I will take you up on that once we have won the war. Good show. Keep that feeling burning in your gut, old boy. Good cigar. Better than painting. You keep that fort warm, General Montgomery. Because I fear that the worst is only building in the Huns' ranks. Make no mistake, the devil is a foot. Alive and well, and in the form of a former corporal of the Kaiser's army. The riders of the apocalypse gain strength with each victory. And the end times are near, I fear, old friend. The end times, sir? 
Revelations, old boy. The number of the beast. Ah, don't look so incredulous. You do not hide it well. <sighs> what I need is a devil hunter. One that to all intensive purposes has been blackballed by the very people he has sworn to protect. A hunter without a country. A hunter that will be able to dine with the elite of the devil's head without raising suspicion. A warrior who will give no quarter and will make Britain's enemies. Pay the ultimate price. The British Empire has certainly done that too. Jake Sampson? Yes. Yes, we have, haven't we? You do not approve of my methods? I will put my life on the line for you, for Queen and for country. I know, but... Permission to speak freely, sir. Granted. Jake Sampson did not deserve this. It's in all the papers, the world over, sir. By my Templar order and his, I give you my word that we will make it right. If and only if the Empire and its allies survive. Survive? Yes. For all our might in the air, land and sea, The devil again walks the world. And I speak not in metaphor here. The devil incarnate searches the world for relics of great power. Power of a supernatural origin the world has not seen in millennia. Dark things that make our vaunted forces here look trifling. And that is where Jake Sampson comes into the strategic picture. Well, let us now go to talk to Mr. Sampson and explain his current state before the courts step in and do their <laughs> duty. Yes, sir. Samson is our ace in the hole, as the Yanks might say. I understand, sir. My <coughs> family has had dealings with him in the past. I say, where are the guards? 
It is terribly dark down here, even for a prison. Have they transferred Samson already? Or do you have a torch, General? Right here, sir. No one here. Strange. Step behind me, sir. I don't like this. Look, there. What the blazes? It's the door to Samson's cell. It's open. He must have escaped. No. Behind you. On the wall. My God. Glowing. My God, a guard was crucified. I serve a tea kettle to the wall. And over his tortured corpse, a phosphorescent drawing of a symbol I recognize. The Nazis? Here? No. The Hun may already be hiding upon our shores, but this is not the work of the corporal and his minions. No. This is... Fu Manchu. The drawing is a symbol for his diabolical organization, known as the Yellow Claw. Its origins dating back to ancient China, thousands of years. That's impossible! General, Fu Manchu is real. Nayland Smith knows far too well. I fear our attempted plan of counter-espionage has backfired. Fu Manchu has Jake Samson. Gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Broken Sea Pure Pulp. Tonight's exciting feature is episode two of the Jake Sampson Monster Hunter adventure serial, The Gods of War. In tonight's action-packed adventure, as you have just heard, our intrepid adventurer has been kidnapped by the nefarious and mystical Fu Manchu. And if that wasn't bad enough, his stalwart companions have flown far away at Jake's behest in search of Barsoom and the missing Edgar Rice Burroughs at the Civil War battlefield known as Vicksburg in Mississippi. While around the globe, the armies of the Third Reich search for ancient weapons mystical in origin to bring the very apocalypse to the Earth. Join us now in Vicksburg, if you dare. Transatlantic flight. Y'all drag me here, Lucy. Looking for holes in the ground. Not even a bite to eat. Texas Holden, you said that you'd do anything to help Jake. I know. I know. Sorry about that. Just the rumbling in the oil. <laughs> Pipes makes a feller might testy. And I ain't even seen no case. But Jake might have been a bit off on this hole. How you using Vicksburg things? He was under a bit of stress with being condemned to death and all. I mean, we could fly back and bust his buttocks out of the hoose cow and be back in the States and do shakes. You're telling me that you could outfly the RAF patrols over Great Britain in the Rowdy Rita? I, well, <coughs> Lucy, gosh darn it, 
I did go nose-nose, that old red baron himself. I know, I know. The Great War. Until you have a better plan, let's stick with Jake's. This is his life, and he's counting on us to find... Hey, and that there bar zone, whatever the heck that is. I ain't seen no caves yet. My corns is aching. Ah, maybe Mississippi don't have no caves. <laughs> Think it could have been a creek? No. He said cave, not creek. Hold it. I just remember something. My great, 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 great granddaddy on my mother's side was Apache. Apache? What does this have to do with finding a cave, Texas? Well, you see, us Holdens through the years have had to learn smatter and Apache and honor Gus Holler and Bull Holden. God rest his soul. <sighs> the point, Texas? I swear this, uh, this bar, bar, shoo, it's hard word to say. This uh, bar suit or whatever the heck it is is a patchy engine for Flat Hill. What? Flat Hill? You mean like a plateau? I don't know no French, Miss Lucy. If y'all's plateau means Flat Hill, there's one over yonder. You're right, Texas. Come on. The cave has to be up there. I hope so. Oh, gosh, darn. Well, Lucy, hey, hey, wait up, Miss Lucy. My boots is rubbing my big toes raw. Don't be a baby. Come on. Well, Lucy, hey! Come in. Certainly, sir. Come right in. Thank you. I have a problem, Morris. But how, how can I? A, a simple butler help. I have not the time to beat around the bush. I come in the name of the order. I'm, I'm afraid I don't follow, sir. As a knight of the Saints John of Jerusalem. How shall I know you? Can you give me a sign? I can. Take my hand as I take yours. In hoc sino vinces. Non nobis domine. Non nobis. Sed nomi tua da gloriam. My sword is at the service of my fellow Templars. I knew we could count on you, Sir Knight. Jake Sampson needs you. The Queen needs you. And I need you, if Jake Sampson is to live and to fight for Great Britain. Look, Texas, it's here. A cave mouth right on top of this plateau. Dang! Lucy! You run faster than a horn toad oh, on a hot Texas sidewalk crane, Texas. I see something in the cave. Just inside the entrance. Behind this rock. A wooden whiskey cask, just like Jake said. We found it, Tex. We found it. Dang, 
Dang, if you're oh, dead, Lucy. Wee-haw! Oh, Tex, I could kiss you. And your granddaddy, Gus. And the Apache. Mwah! I know a little Spanish, too. Foreign language just makes y'all feel, well, you know, a bit of... Uh... Oh, uh, Tex, I, uh... <clears throat> that was uh, a kiss of joy, that's it. <clears throat> I mean, uh, yeah, oh, we found... Uh, nothing to be uh... first about. One, one of these days, y'all might means it. Oh, <sighs> I can wait. Yes, uh, maybe one day I, uh... Damn. How did you remember Barsu meant plateau? A flat hill anyway. Well, I, well, I need to come clean, Lucy. Mama Holden never raised no liar. And shoot. I gotta admit, I, I gotta admit to a slight, well, I gotta admit to a slight, it's kind of like fibbing on my part. <laughs> fibbing? You? Wait a minute. When? Well, <coughs> <clears throat> my uh, feet was, you know, hurting a lot. And I saw this here, you know, platero or whatever the heck it is. And I figured we might get a break if you, if nothing else. And so I, well, I kind of made up <coughs> the barsoom <coughs> being a, a, a patchy word bit. And we hadn't looked on top of this here hill yet. And, well... <coughs> Well, well, I see, and and I and and I wanted well to maybe, maybe ask if I could hold your uh, hand for just, just little. Texas Hold'em, I kissed a fibber. Chewy, I didn't mean nothing. I, I, I promise never to fib again. <laughs> All of this, just to hold my hand. Well, I was scared little, and I mean, you know, we are friends and all. Well, see, shucks. Well, we found Jake's papers anyway. We'll talk about this fibbing later, Texas Hold'em. But you're right. Now that we have the papers, let's see what they say. I believe I can help. Who's there? Come on out, scallywag barbet. I got the six-shooter. No funny stuff, stranger. I am Tars Tarkas. I mean no harm. I will come out. Texas Hold'em. Lucy Carter. Put down your weapons. Jake Sampson left word that I should wait for you. Please do not shoot. Yeah, that there's funny name, stranger. Especially hiding in the dark. Jake told me to mention that the Rowdy Rita was named after a certain human female of dubious professional repute back in Amsterdam, but with a heart of gold. Mr. Holden... Texas? Is he... Is it... You? And a red light floozy? It was during the... <coughs> war and well, I... Hold on. Tars, Carcass, or whatever y'all's name is. Jake's the only one in the whole world knows that story. Exactly, sir. Would you put your weapon down, and I will come out. There is much we need to discuss. Texas, is he right? Yeah, well... <coughs> It was, you know, during the, <coughs> we hadn't seen many, well, any pretty skirts and, <coughs> it, you know, it, it was a war, you know, World War, you know, one, Red Baron, well, I, <coughs> yeah, come on out, shoot, I won't shoot, partner. Thank you. My appearance might alarm you. Your appearance? You, 
you, what are you? you? you oh you, my god. You're, you're, you're green! And you have four arms. Yes. And I am from what Edgar Rice Burroughs would call Mars. Holy shit! These are great indeed, Mr. Samson. My most potent truth serums have no effect. The legends appear true. They are. Every last one. <clears throat> Why am I your prisoner? You can't be working for the Japanese, even though this submarine of yours has a rather distinctly oriental feel about it. <laughs> no, Mr. Samson. Not. The Japanese, the fools, they would not pay the price for your head. The Germans, on the other hand, they salivate even now at the secrets that your mind holds. Secrets I shall have. Then, when they have you, and the secrets I have not wiped from your prodigious mind, they will blindly go running off after antiquated totems of supernatural appeal that I have chosen. But I will sit back and watch as they soften the world and ready it for my army. And then, the time is right. All will bow before the true overlords of the earth. My army of the Yellow Claw. For I am the true god of war. What are your orders, my Fuhrer? Yeah. I will have my revenge on France. And Hitler? Yeah, Kinaris. Speak. I have received word from Fu Manchu. And? His message. Samson has had his hair cut. Wonderful. Cable Fu Manchu and tell him that if Samson is brought to me alive, he can have... <laughs> tell him he can have the Louvre. The Louvre? Yes. Different will not be needing it when we are two. And after we conquer the world, we will take care of this Fu Manchu. The third right will live forever! Barsoom, my home, my planet, is known to your people as the planet Mars. Mr. Holdem, please. Put away your weapon. I mean you no harm. Easy for y'all say. Shoot. Stand there all peaceful like taller than Redwood. Y'all's four green arms holding the biggest pig sticker I ever done seen. But I ain't shot y'all yet. Texas, put your rifle down. 
You said it yourself. Tar's nose, Jake. Okay. Oh, okay. Go on there, partner. Shit. Watch making any quick moves with that pig sticker, y'all. Go on, Tars. But why would Jake need us to find you? That, Miss Carter, Who? I might need to explain. Hold it. Miss Carter, do not fire. The Prince of Barsoom must not be treated like a common criminal. Prince of Barsoom? I, I recognize you. Thank you, Tars. Sorry I was delayed. I am who I appear to be, Miss Carter. But but you're Edgar Rice Burroughs. I've seen your pictures in the paper. Jake has all your books. But you look a lot younger and in uh, better shape. Lucy! What? Can't blame a girl for looking, Tex. Mr. My Ex was an Amsterdam floozy. I am I huge. <sighs> Mr. Burroughs. Tell me this ain't another Hyborian game. Sure, Texas Hold'em. Change the subject. <clears throat> it is, Mr. Hold'em. It is. Robert had an inkling of foul deeds following Jake after witnessing something in the shards of his mirror. After your escapade in Cross Plains, Mr. Hold'em. And he left a note on his deathbed? That seems a bit, even in light of Tars here, far-fetched. What is death, really? To leave this plane? This earth? If so, I might be considered as one dead, for I have been to Mars, to Barsoom, while my mortal husk lay here in state. I knew it. <laughs> Bigger. Uh, tell me there ain't no winged apes roaming the countryside. Texas! <laughs> Sorry. You've been to Mars? Like the Hyborian Gate, there are many portals to other realms in this reality, one being this cave, a crossing point to Barsoom. My tales are not as fictional as they might appear in print. I smell trouble with the capital T Rubble. Indeed. Why all the fuss about the scroll and this hidden whiskey crate? Jake knew that he was being shadowed for years now, but not by whom. He had Robert contact me as you were all off on a grand adventure at the time. But before I could return to this earth, Robert passed from this world. Jake left some instructions in the whiskey cask to be opened if he fell afoul of nefarious mechanizations, and asked that I keep an eye on it. Having other difficulties to attend to on Barsoom, I asked the Tars be the keeper and to await your coming. But why would Jake... and how did Robert Howard... and why... And this here story stickier than my granny's maple syrup on a hot West Texas prairie! Uh, um, yes. I, I suppose it would seem that way, Mr. Hold'em. Tars, if you would be so kind as to get the whiskey barrel. Yes, my prince. When Tars returns, I will then be able to shed some light on this strange tale we all seem entangled in. That would help. It was the wish of Jake that you hear it from me. Here, my prince. Thank you, Tars. I still can't get over the four arms and green hide of y'all's, Tars. I am who I am, Mr. Holder, and I have stood and battled the hordes of Barsoom back to back with Prince Edgar more times than there are hours in your day on this earth, Mr. Holder. With a pig sticker like that and those four green arms of y'all, I wouldn't mind y'all getting my back in a scrape neither. <laughs> now, what did Jake say? Ah. <laughs> Samson and his Templar codes. What the heck is Tim Pollard? <laughs> Samson said you were naive in some aspects of cultivated life. But we're a lion in war, Mr. Holder. I don't know about no spectacles, partner. And I ain't farmed since Dust Bowl in the 20s with my daddy. But have I told y'all that this here cowboy went nose to nose with the red? <sighs> we know, Tex. <laughs> yes, Jake mentioned you and Baron von Richthofen, Mr. Holdem. 
Your friend Jake is a member of a secret society, the Templars, dating back long, long ago. In any event, here is the manuscript for my book, The Gods of Mars. These should shed some light. Blast! Tars, would you be so kind? I need to check the instrument of our debarkation. Of course, sir. Here. Jake never mentioned it to me. Or me. I'm not surprised. Ah, but where there's strange, there's always Samson. <laughs> Back in a moment. Listen to the reading. It will expand your understanding of our predicament. After Tars finishes, there's a note addressed specifically to you and your companion, Miss Carter. Tars? Yes, Prince. Page one. Forward. Twelve years had passed since I had laid the body of my great-uncle, Captain John Carter of Virginia, away from the sight of men in that strange mausoleum in the old cemetery at Richmond. Often had I pondered on the odd instructions he had left me governing the construction of his mighty tomb, and especially those parts which directed that he be laid in an open casket, and that the ponderous mechanism which controlled the bolts of the vault's huge door be accessible only from the inside. Twelve years had passed since I had read the remarkable manuscript of this remarkable man. This man who remembered no childhood, and who could not even offer a vague guess as to his age, who was always young and yet who had dangled my grandfather's great-grandfather upon his knee. This man who had spent ten years upon the planet Mars, who had fought for the green men of Barsoom and fought against them, who had fought for and against the Red Men, and who had won the ever-beautiful Dejah Thoris, Princess of Helium, for his wife, and for nearly ten years had been a Prince of the House of Tardos Mors, Jeddak of Helium. Twelve years had passed since his body had been found upon the bluff before his cottage overlooking the Hudson. And oft-times during these long years I had wondered if John Carter were really dead, or if he again roamed the dead sea bottoms of that dying planet, if he had returned to Barsoom to find that he had opened the frowning portals of the mighty atmosphere plant in time to save the countless millions who were dying of asphyxiation on that far-gone day that had seen him hurtled ruthlessly through 48 million miles of space back to Earth once more. I had wondered if he had found his black-haired princess and the slender son he had dreamed was with her in the royal gardens of Tardos Mors, awaiting his return. The tale goes on further, but allow me to finish this, Tars. Yes, Prince. I received a mysterious telegram from my errant relative. I met with him in a hotel in Richmond. Goodbye, nephew, he told me. I may never see you again, for I doubt that I can ever bring myself to leave my wife and boy while they live, and the span of life upon Barsoom is often more than a thousand years. Later, he entered the vault. The great door swung slowly to, the ponderous bolts grated into place, the lock clicked. I have never seen Captain John Carter of Virginia since. There is much which I have left out, much which I have not dared to tell, but you will find the story of his second search for Dejah Thoris, Princess of Helium, even more remarkable than was his first manuscript which I gave to an unbelieving world a short time since, and through which we follow the fighting Virginian across Dead Sea Bottoms under the moons of Mars. No way! Now that there's a tale! You said it, Tex, and it does explain a lot. But if you had all this happen and John Carter is your great-great-grandfather, how did you- The short answer is, I found this cave, here, and followed my grandfather to Barsoom, or Mars if you prefer. 
Thank you for listening to Jake Sampson, Gods of War, Episode 2, written by me, Bill Holwig. Wee-haw! Starring in tonight's production was Mark Kalita as Jake Sampson, Natasha Lathrop as Lucy Carter, David Sokoyak as Hartford, Bill Holwig as Texas Holden, Ellie Hirschman as the announcer, Chris Williams as Tars Tarkas, Matt Weller as Edgar Rice Burroughs, Gareth Preston as Lord of the Admiralty, Winston Churchill, Paul Mannering as General Montgomery, Glenn Sheets as Fu Manchu, Jack Ward as Adolf Hitler, Mark Kalita as Admiral Canaris, and Perry Whittle as Reich Marshal Goring. Music for tonight's show comes from the Artie Shaw Orchestra for the Jake Sampson theme. The music from the Internet Archive for tonight's episode comes from 1936, the Christmas show of Henry Hall, Vera Lynn, from the Internet Archive. Any Pink Floyd fans out there? Yes. This is the one referenced from the wall. Peter Wicks of Westlake Films, Celestial Aeon, and Cantiga. And music of the Nazis also comes from the Internet Archive. Hope you enjoyed it. Come back again next month for Episode 3. This has been a Broken Sea Audio Production. The Eagle and Child Pub in Oxford. It's 1933, and while life is normally quite dull around here, there are three blokes lately who. Valkyries! We saw Valkyries! I jolly well hope that by the end of term, not a mythological creature is ever seen again. I would that they had never existed. Um, I hate to point this out, Worsley, but usually by definition, if it is mythological, it never existed. <laughs> now you're confusing me. I thought that was my calling in life. Normally, I wouldn't believe a word they told me. But, seeing as last week Ares, God of War, was in the pub, causing 30 quid of damage, I might add, the fiend... I'm beginning to expect the unexpected round here. Oi! I thought I ordered a shepherd's pie. Coming! Broken Sea Audio Productions, Maudlin. Join the mayhem at brokensea.com.